It's episode 10. That's crazy. Episode 10. Oh my goodness. Of uh, the Ripples in Space podcast. If you didn't know what you were listening to already. And uh, bear in mind that this is Sunday and we're all terrified for what's going to happen in Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. I don't think I can handle that, especially after Endgame. After Endgame? Oh, ah, ah. Too many emotions. Way too much. But on the bright side, we have a upbeat, lighthearted tale. It should be a lot of fun. I had a lot of laughs reading this. I had a lot of laughs reading this out loud. There was a couple of miscues and uh, bloopers that we cut out of this. So, um, hopefully you enjoy it. Um, here is The Township Supervisor's Lament by Michael A. Clark. Michael A. Clark's short stories have been published in Liquid Imagination, The Pinman Review, AHF Magazine, Gypsum Sound Tales Anthology, Cult, and his short story, Thin Skinned, has recently been accepted for publication in Galaxy's Edge. He lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, works in industrial automation and hazardous chemical management, and spends as much time as he can outdoors. He has worked as a radio news reporter, an aerospace system subcontractor, and a butcher's assistant. Township Supervisor's Lament by Michael A. Clark Bert walked into the township garage to meet the aliens. The United Nations team had rousted him out of bed that morning with the news that Bert had been chosen to be the human race's intermediary for post-invasion Earth. The ensuing six hours had been a cram course in how to act before the planet's new overlords. Why me? He asked as his wife blearily made coffee for their guests. Bert had watched the invasion earlier from the comfort of home, like most other people. Huge spaceships appeared in the sky. The militaries of various countries had responded accordingly, but within a few days, Earth was under new management. Now, Bert Demoy. Pymatuning Township Supervisor was Earth's negotiator with the alien occupiers. Why me? He asked again, as the experts followed him into the converted Quonset hut that housed the township's snow removal equipment and rock salt. Because they said so, replied the general. He was lean and weathered, with a kaleidoscope of ribbons on his chest. And that's the best answer we can give you said the scientist, a bald-headed man with a gray mustache. Their criterion for decision-making is quite illogical, to us, at least. Please do the best you can, said the diplomat. He was from the Middle East and used to futile diplomatic efforts. We, the whole world, have very little hope right now. Please do the best you can. Well, I'll sure as hell try said Bert. The aliens looked about how Bert expected aliens to look, only different. They sported an extra eye and a coating of slime and scales. The aliens had trunks, sort of like the dwarf elephant from the banana splits. They talked through a translator box that resembled a fire hydrant on a cornstalk. The aliens called themselves the grouping. It had been explained to Bert that they were a communal race sharing a corporate consciousness. So they're like communist stockbrokers? No, he was told. The aliens smelled like flat Cherokee red soda pop, and Bert had to keep them from destroying the world. 
we, the grouping, acknowledge you, the first creature said through the translator box. We trust you will convey our wishes accurately and quickly to your kind. Well, I'll, I'll sure as hell try, said Bert, not knowing what else to say to Snorkel, the world conqueror. What do you want? The aliens, there were three of them, shimmied and twittered. They came from a planet orbiting a star whose name Bert couldn't pronounce even if he could remember it. They had been watching Earth for a very long time and were far superior in intelligence and knowledge. There are too many of your kind on this planet, said Snorkel. Please submit a list of those to be removed by, it paused to jiggle with the others, 24 hours in your timekeeping mode. Yeah, said Bert. We are asking you politely, as our knowledgeists determined that doing so in this manner will be less stressful for you, said Snorkel. We count over seventeen quagsilkik, which would translate to roughly seven billion four hundred ninety-one million two hundred thirty-nine thousand and thirteen of your kind. Please submit a list of those to be removed in twenty-four hours. Removed? What the hell does that mean? By now he was sitting on a brown metal folding chair at the lunch table where most of the township's business was done. An old John Deere tractor mounted with a snowplow rested against one curved metal wall, covered by a faded green tarp. That damn light fixture overhead was still flickering. The candy machine by the door needed more Snickers bars. And the three monsters from outer space were telling him to personally trim the world's population by this time tomorrow. Next! Wait a minute, said Bert. Why the hell are you telling me to do this? I didn't volunteer for anything. The aliens twittered amongst themselves, as did the human experts beside him. It is obvious, said Snorkel, in a translated voice that sounded like Major Burns from M.A.S.H. on Helium. Your kind does not understand how to choose a qualified zokokokokol, which you would call a spokesman. The grouping has determined you are the second most qualified voice. Second? The first spokesperson they chose, said the diplomat was a tribal goat herder from Tajikistan. What happened to him? He was removed for further study by the grouping, said the scientist. They wanted to determine what made him so advantageous for the position. Removed? Mr. Des Moines! The general's voice was like a knife-cutting celery. Not to put too fine a point on it, but we are at the mercy of these beings. Within 72 hours, the entire balance of power on planet Earth has shifted. Frankly, the world's governments are at a loss at what to do about it. He adjusted the bell of his service cap and said in a lower voice, Hell, we tried to nuke the bastards, but our damned bombs wouldn't work. You can't even shoot a BB gun at them. Some kind of force field stops everything, and, and the eggheads... He shot a glance at the scientist. Can't figure out how it works. It's hard to do serious research when your computer networks have crashed and there's a five-mile-wide alien spacecraft hovering over your head, replied the scientist. When Rio de Janeiro was... removed... What is this removal shit? asked Bert. There's just sand and a few scraps of cardboard left where Rio was. 
said the general. Gone. Just like that. Ah, uh, sighed the diplomat. I'll miss Carnival there. If we may please have the Zuckerkull's attention renewed, the lead alien trilled. We now ask that the remaining of your kind abandon your various forms of labor. The grouping will require all efforts focused upon nurturing the exalted substance which is the motivation of our journey here. So, said Bert, we're supposed to quit our jobs so we can nurture something for you. The aliens jiggled. Their movements were hallucinogenic in a noxious sort of way. Yes, said the snorkel. You grasp the concept far more quickly than did the first zuckerkerkerkerl. Who you removed. If it is important, we can return the first zuckerkerkerl's components to you after study. Oh, no, that's okay, said Bert. The air inside the garage was cold and filling with the alien stale soft drink smell. The dignitaries behind him were quiet. Bert figured they wouldn't be piping up with any more comments for a while. So, what is this exalted substance we are supposed to nurture for you? The two aliens behind Snorkel parted, revealing a ceramic-looking slab floating about four feet above the stained concrete floor. On the levitating tray, swaddled in something that looked like live purple pipe cleaners, was a can of yams. You gotta be kidding me, said Bert. The exalted substance grows on this planet, said Snorkel, awe shining through the translator. And you contain it. Yeah, people grow sweet potatoes, said Bert, and put them in cans. I don't care for them much myself, but my cousin's wife is from North Carolina, and she makes this thing at Thanksgiving called a sweet potato souffle with melted marshmallows on top. It's pretty good. The aliens did their druggy shaking again. It is astonishing to us how you can quargobble the exalted substance. Uh, what's that mean? You are not advanced enough to understand all of the concepts of which we speak. But you got a problem with us canning yams, asked Bert. You need a new form of worship to properly respect the exalted substance, said Snorkel. Please cease all other expressions of religion and faith other than that of the icon which we will have you present to your kind. I don't think anybody's going to listen to me tell them that, said Bert. Here is the new icon for your kind to emulate, said Snorkel, as a second hovering tray appeared. It sported a 3D picture of a vaguely human figure. Bert squinted at the image and then laughed. It's Popeye the freaking sailor! He said, running his fingers through his thinning blonde hair. You've invaded Earth because we put tubers in cans, and now you want us to worship Popeye the Sailor? Why in the hell should we pray to Popeye the freaking Sailor? Because, said Snorkel, in our study of your primitive attempts at civilization, this icon was the only one that comes close to uttering the basic truth that has guided the grouping for ages. Popeye holds the secret to life? asked Bert, slumping back with his arms crossed in the folding chair. And what does Popeye say that is so damn profound? The alien shivered and spun around three times. The snorkel waved his trunk in a papal motion and declared, The icon says, 
I am what I am. And that was Township Supervisor's Lament. So thank you, Michael, for that piece. It was very different, I think, than a lot of pieces we've gotten in the past. And I don't know why. I, I just really enjoyed it. It was easy to read. The characters were a lot of fun to create in your head. And uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? What did you like about it? I don't think it was that different than some of the stuff we've had in the past. I mean, I could definitely see some similarities between that and the Code of Three Tentacles. These well, almost ludicrous aliens making these outlandish demands. Well, yes, but I feel like there was more, I don't know, more characters. and I, I felt like Bert was very, it was a very human response, I think. I don't think it was necessarily ludicrous, but I think his responses were like, so, like, what? Like, really? Like, I don't know. I just, I found that very truthful. Yeah, it was grounded. The The dialogue... It's that whole, like, you, you take normal people and have them respond how they normally would, and you put them in a situation that is not normal. So, yeah, Bert responded to what Bert <laughs> knew, so that was funny. Definitely uh, went places I did not envision, <laughs> so that was fun. But uh, I still would like to know what exactly removed means. <laughs> <laughs> removed <laughs> it's like, what is going on with it like are we removing organs cities places like what's going on so that was that was fun um if you liked this piece and if you like flash fiction you should send it to us um if you like to write short stories you should write those and send them to us too especially since our deadline for spring 2019 is ending on may 1st which i believe is this upcoming wednesday so if you're working on something right now, finish it and submit it. Uh, if not, don't worry. There will be a summer submission period uh, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, and so we've got our submissions open for that for a couple more days. And then we have our submissions for the podcast. If you have a piece of flash fiction, that is open indefinitely. So if you've got something, go ahead and send that to us as you can. And then we do have another submission open for Unending Tales from the Void. We've been teasing you guys about this for, for quite a while, but keep an eye out for that. We should be posting that hopefully very soon. I, I lied when I said it was going to be up next week, last week. That's not happening. Shame! <laughs> Shame! But soon. Um, you can always follow us on our Twitter account. Uh, which is Ripples in Space, our Facebook, which is also Ripples in Space, and our Instagram, which is, in fact, Ripples in Space. And, of course, the website, which is cool. You should check that out, too. Ripplesinspace.com. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us some feedback. Write a review. Review us on Buzzsprout, iTunes, or Spotify, however you're listening to our podcast. I don't think you can review on Spotify or Buzzsprout. Well, then give us a review on iTunes. Or a rating. Or a rating. And we will see you next week. So, yeah. Bye. And cheers from the void. Take care. <laughs>